Hello, whether it's good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to the new episode of Carers Network's Living Through Lockdown podcast series, brought to you thanks to the generous support of A2 Dominion's Great Places to Live, COVID-19 Emergency Community Funding. For those who don't know about Carers Network, we are an independent charity supporting unpaid adult carers looking after adults in the London boroughs of Westminster, Hammersmith and Fulham, and Kensington and Chelsea. I'm Mark, Communications and Marketing Officer here at Carers Network. In this episode, we are very pleased to welcome Igor. Igor is Carers Network's Community Development Officer, who has just launched our exciting new Carers Found project. Welcome, Igor, and thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone. Hello, Mark, and thank you for having me. Um, would you be able to give us some background on the project and a bit more information about what Carers Found is and what, what we're trying to achieve with the project? Certainly, Mark. The, in fact, the project had started before I joined in the Carers Network, and it began shortly before the pandemic. Uh, we've started identifying um, a lot of carers in the vicinity, in our remote area, who didn't self-identify as carers themselves for one reason or another. And uh, research conducted by the Carers UK and the Boroughs Commission on Adult Social Care has discovered there are several groups of uh, people who are less prone to identify as carers. In particular, um, male carers are far less likely to identify as carers. And uh, in some communities, caring is not considered to be a role or an occupation such. It's uh, it's, it's a filial duty or a cultural norm. That's why for a lot of carers, it's far more difficult uh, to come out and um, engage with the relevant services. I see. Also, it was becoming apparent that... um, the usual channels of communication that, that we employ, pop-ups and workshops and uh, interviews, are failing to reach those particular groups of people because um, they aren't uh, usually coming to community centers. They are less likely to appear at pop-ups. And uh, because of um, digital exclusion, or in some cases, uh, language barrier, they're simply unable to participate in, in the activities that are otherwise could be beneficial for them. So it was becoming apparent that if we would like to reach out to this carers, we need to do something on our behalf. And that's how the carers found, the idea for carers found has been conceived as, as an outreach project where we would go out into these communities and talk to them, probably in, in their own language, sometimes with the help of the interpreter, explain to them the role of caring, uh, carers' rights and entitlements, and encourage them to get in touch with the local authority and seek local support with our help. I see. Yeah, you mentioned yeah, that there are these boundaries that are preventing us from being able to engage with unpaid carers from certain communities. Uh, you've mentioned the idea of translators and having people speak in their own language. Are there any other ways that you think we can overcome these boundaries? Definitely. Uh, unfortunately, because um, we are currently in the still uh, suffering from the, from the post effects of the, of the lockdown, it is difficult to engage directly, which is the best way to engage with this residents in the first place. Um, digital exclusion, unfortunately, is um, quite severe, particularly in, in the communities hit hardest, like the BAMI communities. Um, and um, our recent experience with organizing um, workshops online shown that still the best way to communicate with these communities is uh, by word of mouth. Uh, in fact, podcasts have very good ways of, of reaching out to them because all of them listen to them or to the music on their phones. That's good. Um, so we have the little niche ways to circumnavigate around even in, in these difficult times to make sure that the board uh, is out there and people listen to us and get in touch with us. 
Fantastic. Um, and you mentioned, yeah, already about the problems, something that we've been aware of. And I was talking to Francis from the team about it in our last podcast episode, which is engaging with more male carers. This is something we've found historically difficult. And it's great that your project um, is trying to reach those. Do you have any plans specifically for reaching these difficult to reach male carers? Yes. Um, and and it's, it's very true that there are a few male carers and there are a few male ones. Uh, not because there are fewer carers than them, but it's because they are less likely to come out and identify as carers. Uh, for, yeah. for some of them, it may be the issue of pride. Uh, if, if you identify as carer, you may look down as somebody who's weak, oh. which is definitely not the case. No. But um, that's been the case. Uh, there are several uh, male, male communities and, and male groups in central London, which uh, I'm already engaging with. One of them is uh, Maxwell's Manshed, where we've been dis- discussing organizing workshops for their clients. And in several community centers uh, throughout central London, basically in Chelsea and Westminster, they're preparing to open up, uh, hopefully from the 17th of May onwards. And, and they have uh, male-specific groups who uh, are already interested in us coming over to them and talking more about caring and what kind of guidance, advice, and support uh, they can expect, especially with our help. Oh, that's really interesting to know. Yes, it seems like a great project, that. So it's great that we're able to engage with them and try and reach carers through that. Um, You recently did a workshop um, for Somali-speaking carers, um, and I know that you're planning to do more workshops in the future. Could you tell us a little bit about that workshop and how it went? It went spectacular. We uh, initially we, we have uh, we have been organising workshop with the Midai Somali Network, um, who are based in Central London. There are about two thousand five hundred clients in in their database. Most of them are Somali speakers with, with um, little English, and uh, they quite severely digitally excluded. So there was a question of of how can we bring the word uh, out to as many of them as possible. But with our limited means, we decided still to organize a Zoom workshop. Uh, the Midai have um, sent out the word to several other Somali communities and to more organizations. Hodan and the Dihia Somali Networks have joined in. We have sent around several flyers, having to say them in, in, into Somali specifically, so that the audience who we try to reach out, particularly the hard-to-reach carers, are able to read about the workshop and uh, attend it. Uh, we have organized an interpreter as well, who uh, provided the service for Ethiopian for us. And as a result, uh, instead of the 20 to 30 carers who we initially expected, we had a turnout of almost 50. Oh, wow. That's amazing. We we didn't expect that many. And the (sighs) the demand was was very clearly high. um, Even after we officially finished the workshop that has run for one hour and a half, there were still questions uh, left for us. And and people kept calling me uh, afterwards with the question that they weren't able to ask during the actual workshop. That's Uh, great. that they demonstrate quite visibly that the demand is there, and if you do it the right way, like if, if we literally speak the, the language uh, as people, if we have the interpretation service in place, then we will be able to reach out precisely the audience who we want to get engaged, because the carers are out there, they, they simply have no way of sometimes quite literally communicating to us, but when this path of communication is established, then they are more than happy to come forward and talk to us even outside of the, of the workshop. That's really interesting. So yeah, trying new different communication channels and the use of the translated um, posters and the interpreters on the day, it seems like those were really effective. Absolutely. And we've been discussing a recording series of podcasts with uh, Somali networks in the future, where they will be um, delivered in both English and Somali and potentially Arabic as well, so that people could listen not just in English, but in their native language as well, and be reassured that we are not going to be excluding them from, from the 
from the services just because they don't speak English yes. well. Oh, no. Thanks for letting us know about that. That's very interesting because I know that you also did an, uh, an interview for Nomad Radio, a local community radio for the Somali-speaking community in London, and which is a great way of us getting the word out through community radio. Do you have any other local radio interviews coming up in the future? Indeed, we do. Uh, we have uh, an interview in a, com- in, in a few days with Central Northwest London NHS Foundation Trust, um, where we'll be discussing the topics of equality, diversity and inclusion. And uh, I will be focusing on how um, how the hidden carers are affected, particularly from the hard-to-reach communities. And uh, we're currently in the process of discussing the, the possibility of delivering a radio interview f- uh, with the Gaga Radio, which is part of the WICO Produce um, organization based in Hammersmith and Fulham. Brilliant. That sounds very exciting. And do you have any other workshops planned for the future as of yet? Based on the success of the Somali workshop, uh, we are discussing a, uh, a more targeted series of workshops with some of the organizations who showed up. Because uh, even though we had uh, around 50 clients uh, showing for, for the workshop, there were still quite a few people who weren't able to connect or to join us for one reason or another. And one of the Somali communities uh, have asked me to deliver a separate workshop just for their own group, where they would uh, invite uh, more people to listen uh, whatever we have to offer and they have sent me the, the list of questions that, that they would like us to focus in particular also we um, i'm preparing a series of presentations for several community centers around central london where uh, i will be discussing in, in great detail the situation with the hidden carers and hard to reach carers how to who they are how to identify them and how to signpost them for us to the relevant services that can that can provide advice and support Oh, that sounds really interesting. Yes, that's that sounds like a great uh, program that you've got lined up. I mean, one thing we have touched on already is how tricky it is at the moment to get out in the community. Um, hopefully, things are gradually getting back to normal, and obviously, the next milestone will be the seventeenth of May. Um, have have the restrictions made it tricky to launch the project? And have you found ways of working around us not being able to get out into community settings so that we can't really speak to carers face to face at the moment? That was definitely an, an issue that, that uh, was a great concern to us in the beginning, because uh, obviously when we were conceiving the project, it was um, direct face-to-face outreach that, that we had in mind, where I would physically go out and meet with all these communities and with all these people. Unfortunately, um, the only option during the actual done was to do it by digital means or by means of the radio which unnecessarily excluded those who didn't have access yes. to, to those very means. Nevertheless, there are always people in the community who are better connected, and at the same time, they maintain links uh, with other community members who may not be as engaged as they are. And uh, we have found out that by, by talking to them, uh, by talking to the community leaders, uh, local community activists, local volunteers, we still we're still able to send the road around, and at least like with some community centers, prepare people for our future on-site visits once such visits become available. Uh, as a matter of fact, with several community organizations like um, Full Good Neighbors, for example, we have been uh, arranging for a series of presentations and live and workshops to be delivered once the center is opened, not just for the carers, uh, because they have a carer group uh, on their premises, but for general members of the public who come to the community center for, for local activities and events. Also, we discovered another means of uh, circumnavigating the, the lockdown measures is to use the local media, uh, not just the borough newspapers, but, but um, newsletters and, and um, other means of, of, of disseminating the work that are being distributed by the local community centers. 
we've we got space in, in some of them and we publish regular updates to make sure that people are aware that we are active in the area and that, that we are easily accessible. Yeah, sounds great. Sort of, um, yeah, as you say, a springboard to a situation where we will actually be able to get out and see people face to face. It sounds like those really good preparations. Um, if if anyone's listening to this and they'd like to get in touch with you about a workshop or engaging with their group, whether they're a new a new unpaid carer themselves, what's the best way of people getting in touch with you? Well, the best way to contact me uh, would be by, by calling my number, which is oh seven five double eight. Four to one seven six eight. Please don't hesitate to call me. Totally understand that, that for a lot of people it would be impossible to listen to these podcasts, especially if they're at work. But if you can call me at, at, at your convenience, I'm surely going to pick it up. That's great. Thanks, Eagle. So yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, please do get in touch if you do happen to be someone that would like to engage with the project, or if, maybe to have Eagle as a guest on your podcast or or your community radio show. We'd be very pleased to hear from you. As as Eagle said, give him a call, or otherwise, please visit www.carers-network.org.uk and follow the link to contact us. Well, Igor, that's great. Thank you so much for speaking to us today about the project. It's a very exciting project. We're really, really pleased to have you part of the team. And we can't wait to engage with even more carers through all the hard work you're doing. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, everyone who's listening. Thanks, Igor. See you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye.